0: Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craig Avon, Ireland, and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message.
1: Morning, everyone. It's great having Tash back up hosting again, isn't it? Um, it's great having her on the stage. Um, and we are, we are excited, even in the new season, there's going to be a new hosting team that will be doing this on a weekly basis as well, uh, coming up, but it's, it's just such a delight having Dash back up here uh, again with us. And it's great even now that she's back, everything's, everything's working properly. Again, uh, everything in the background is working seamlessly, which we are so delighted about as well, just to have her skill. Phil sends his love this morning as well. He's in England and um, with some of the 24-7 uh, guys over there, him and Al are away. Uh, just for a couple of days, connecting, but he sends his love uh, and prayers to all, as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just going to pick up again, just on on the theme of advance. What we've been on, I know, we introduced it briefly at the end of our last theme of meet the family in our last morning there. And Phil uh, definitely last week really pressed, in it was a great week last week, wasn't it? Just in church together, real sense of the spirit together, and just the word I felt a real anointing on Phil's word last week, which was beautiful um and yet between last Sunday obviously one of the things that Phil did so well last week and, and even on Wednesday night past where we've reflected on our journey today Wednesday night was such a beautiful night just being in the building together as we celebrated 25 years it's hard to believe uh, 25 years have have come and gone um, but we just wanted to take a moment just to really mark God's faithfulness and how he's journeyed with us and brought us to this point over the 25 years. And one of the things I just want to say, because I have heard different people say to me, particularly even as Tash has mentioned, and different people who even over the last couple of years have docked in with us. Um, I really want to say this. If, if you sense this is church for you, this is all of our story. It's not just for the people who have been around since the beginning or the longest. This is all of our story. This is what God has been doing and I through that there's something that is significant about how we mark that. And yet it's been great that even a Wednesday night past we took time just to pause, worship and remind ourselves of God's grace and faithfulness. Which we just want to say thank you to him for his faithfulness to us, amen. And uh, and we just want to honor him for all that he's doing. That, that being said, while it has been great to be able to look back, I know obviously where we tried to turn our attention on our focus at the end of Wednesday night is that we want to be a people that don't just... Look back constantly, because if we do that, we just remain stuck in the past. We never get to step into the new that the Father has for us. Sometimes sentimentality and nostalgia can hinder us from embracing new things. And yet there's so much more that God has. While we want to say thank you for his faithfulness that has brought us to this point, we want to believe in so much more that lies ahead of us. And so our focus in this season, that we felt, was this word, advance this is where we are pressing into this and and again just briefly says two weeks ago when we closed off um the the meet the family series in the morning that i interviewed steve i referenced at that point just where we were hoping to go with us and our reason for it ultimately listen it's not about just because it's 18 months of come and gone and we're trying to get back into more of a a norm normality and a sense of church and so we're moving forward as great as that is ultimately what we were saying is that we sense that there was something about the original design and purpose upon who we are meant to be as the church of Jesus Christ that in the spirit we just need to step into afresh. That week I said as well, just um, a reminder about this, this was ultimately the design and the desire of Jesus for his church. He named it in this way, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Isn't that such a Uh, 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 an amazing thing to think of that Jesus would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail often in our minds we have this mentality that yes there is an enemy that but it's often in our minds that it's just simply the devil is someone we need to defend ourselves against we need to protect ourselves from his onslaught and listen the word is clear about that we do need to be aware of our enemy we need to guard against his schemes. But Jesus made it clear, and what he's saying in this passage is that the church primarily is not to be the church that is on the defensive, but the church is meant to be on the offensive. It's, we are meant to advance. We are meant to be those that the gates of hell, how it defends, will not prevail as the church moves forward. This is what Jesus calls and releases it into. And so the theme, the key passage, or the key verse for this whole theme is this one in Hebrews 10. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. To be those who take ground, who see the kingdom of God lived out, changing lives of culture and community. This is our call as the church. This is what it means to be part of this. This is our call. And so 25 years have come and gone. And as we look ahead to the next 25 years, we just as we're we're asking ourselves, what do we, what do we sense? Lies ahead of us, and not even just around, even for our future as a church family, but even around. Like we are to be the church that's engaged with and in community. We are meant to be uh, outworking our faith in our lives here with community around us. But what even lies ahead with culture and community? So much has changed over these last eighteen months. What what actually lies ahead of us with community? Chris Leach from Portadown Church, he's sharing this morning over there, and I was chatting with him just during the week, even around us, Chris. Uh, it's maybe a bit more well-read just around some of the, the cultural indicators and those sort of things. And so he would sent me through a few things, and I thought rather than just trying to put them into my words and, and share them, I said, I'm just going to read the bits that he shared with me, all right, and just for probably save a bit of time as well. But in essence of what potentially lies ahead, even in culture, over the next 25 years, this is what Chris had sent through to me. We need a complete reformation of the welfare state to ensure we continue to look after the most vulnerable in our society. The sick and older people. Rising costs of living require new and innovative solutions to everything from social care to economics and pay structures. An aging population requires new work patterns and support systems. The world population is estimated to be over 9 billion by 2046, it's crazy, isn't it? The environmental crisis requires effort on a global scale to reduce global warming. The consensus of which always disproportionately affect the poor and vulnerable looking forward the next 25 years is frightening change will be a constant mental health issues will continue to rise people will feel increasingly lost and despairing this is why the church and christians must be a non-anxious presence we need to place jesus front and center as being the way the truth and the life he is the calm in the storm We also need to call the church to get on with the work, not to be caught watching and trying to predict the times. Let's get on with the work so that if Jesus comes back, we will be busy going about our father's business. There's so much that potentially could change in and around us over these coming years that lie ahead. But one thing while we... We can't be fully clear about what lies ahead. The thing that we do know is that there is still the same call upon us and the church, as a church of Jesus Christ, the call and the mandate upon us is that we would be a people that would advance, <laughs> that we would move into this with faith and belief, knowing that God is with us, isn't he? <laughs> By his spirit, he is with us and he calls us as a church to be about his work. And next week, so what we're gonna be doing next week over the, the coming weeks, but next week we're gonna have a little we're going to be sharing a little bit of vision and uh, we're calling a vision Sunday, but um, it's going to be more just of a brief update and some short term focuses. It won't be a lengthy update at all. Uh, Phil will be still spending a good bit of time around the word. Um, and the reason for that is because we really feel that there's there's a moment actually for us in the coming months as a church together, as a community together, that we could help. Together to discern the mind of God for what are some of the things that He's calling us to in the years ahead. The Bible's clear in this, so a couple of verses from the Psalm. Firstly, in the Psalm, it says this where there is no vision, the people perish. We do need to have a sense of vision and direction. What are some of the things that we need to try and step into? What is the vision and the dream of the Lord for the way forward? And so next Sunday, we'll share some brief focus, but our hope is that when we can maybe potentially get into January 2022 that together over the the coming months between now and then, that as a community, we could, through different uh, events and through different things, we could try to discern the mind of the Lord together in terms of what are some of the things that even if we were to look at even a five-year strategy, what are some of the things that he's calling us into? But that all being said, that while we want to look ahead, the vision, and this is why it's important that we want to include you in in the almost in the establishing of that vision is because the vision will include us all it will be for us all, and it will be a call to us all. Let me say that again. The vision will include us all. It will be for us all, and it will be a call to us all, each and every one of us. That being said, though, the, verse, the second verse from Proverbs that I simply want to just focus ourselves mainly on today is this one. A couple of verses, one from Proverbs and one in Galatians, and then we're going to get into our main passage today. But Proverbs 16 verse 9 says this in his in his heart a man plans his course but the lord determines his steps as we look ahead god has determined steps that lead from this point in history as a culture and god has determined steps that even for the church generally uh, at large there are steps that he has determined to lead forward and even for us as a church family there are steps that god has determined for us to step into do you believe that do you believe that There are steps that God has determined for each and every one of us. And while we do need to paint vision, the challenge today is simply that I really, I've been feeling this over the last couple of weeks, and this is really what I wanted to leave more than anything. The challenge for us all, as we move forward, above all else, we need to learn and develop a principle as a people, right? For each and every one of us, we need to learn and develop a principle as a people of what it is to this stay in step. We need to learn, all of us, not just the leadership. And there's so much that we can paint about what lies ahead for the next 5, 10, 15 years. There's so much, and yes, we want to have a vision and belief for that. But each and every one of us, for us as the church together, we need to learn and develop a principle more than ever as a people of what it is to stay in step. Paul says this to the church in Galatia. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step by the Spirit, do you realize that there's something for us to keep in step with? If God has determined steps, which he has, because we can stay off from Scripture, can't we? God has determined steps, then we need to learn individually and collectively again this mandate, what it is to stay in step, and this is really important. So the passage we're going to be in this morning is in Numbers chapter 9, if you have a Bible with you. Um, before we get into it, let me just share a brief story about why this has been on my mind. So as, as a young boy, right, so let, let me just tell you a little bit about my life. As a young boy, I wasn't really that athletic. I know you might find that really hard to believe, right, but I was not that athletic. I was not great at sports was whatsoever. I was always last pick for the football team. I was, uh, or anything sports related. Anyone else like that? Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Tony, me and you then, if we're the only two in the church family. There we go. So me and Tony were the last two picked for the sports teams and and anything related in that way. And when it came to sports day, I always got one of those wee stickers with a thumbs up saying, good effort, right? One of those, apart from, right, there was one thing that I always came home with the first place sticker, right? And year after year after year, and it was the three-legged race. (laughs) Anybody has ever been good at the three-legged race? Yep, Sonia, right? Okay, so tony wasn't picked but you were good at the three-legged race sounded good and, and for me it definitely it definitely was not the egg and spoon race i've got a bit of a shaky hand so that one was not going to happen but for me it was the three-legged race there was me and another guy f- i went to dixon primary school here in mournview and there was me and another guy like i was, I was reflecting on this during the week and laughing you know the way some of the nicknames you used to have in school so the guy that i did the three-legged race with he was called hammerhead <laughs> right so there was Hammerhead, and then, so for me in school, I remember mom, she's probably watching this, but we, we never really had like expensive um, and clothing or stuff like that, so I never had like Nike shoes or anything like that. In fact, the trainers that I had in PE had a just a name up the side that said Turbo, and so one day in school, I thought, that would be a class nickname, so I thought, I'm going to call myself Turbo, right, and this this is what I tried to do, but of course, it didn't take off, right, maybe after today, it could, you could all start calling me that maybe. But this—this this is what happened year after year. Hammerhead and Turbo <laughs> won the three-legged race, right? And the reason why there were some really, really sporty guys in, in our year, and like they just used to just fall and stumble all over one another, right? And they used to trip and fall all the time. It wasn't about being the fastest, but we had developed this thing where we just communicated. We talked to one another as we went, and like one of us would call out, like a, it was almost like you know in the ruin that like you would have someone that would call out. The beats for it and the rowers would stay in step with that. And for us, we'd learnt the principle about what it was to stay in step. And I imagine it off the back of this, the British Olympic Society will probably phone me to just pick my brain about how we did this and the learner strategy, but it was nothing genius. But we just learned the significance about what it was to stay in step. And for us as the church, it's easy, it's really easy, isn't it, to get out of step with God? And it's really easy to get out of step with one another. If we're going to move forward, we need to do it together, not just one person, not just a few people, but we need to move forward together. We need to be a people that don't just rush ahead and do our own thing, but we need to be a people that stay and step. And today in Numbers chapter 9, I was in a meeting at the beginning of the week, and I was, I was planning to speak on stay and step in this passage in Galatians, and someone referenced this passage in Numbers, and I just felt it really spoke about what we wanted to do this morning. So let's go from verse 15, it's going to be on the screens as well. If you don't have Bibles with you. So Numbers chapter 9, verses 15. So this is the story of the children of Israel. Again, like so we're all saying, like after 25 years, of people feel that they've just arrived, it's maybe not their story. This, even the story of the children of Israel, this is all of our story. As we read that story, this is our story. And so what we read in Numbers chapter nine was this from verse 15. On the day of the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered it. But from evening until morning, the cloud over the tabernacle looked like a pillar of fire. There was like, this was the regular pattern. At night, the cloud that covered the tabernacle had the appearance of fire. Whenever the cloud lifted from over the sacred tent, the people of Israel would break camp and follow it. And wherever the cloud settled, the people of Israel would set up camp. In this way, they traveled and camped at the Lord's command wherever he told them to go. Then they remained in their camp as long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle. If the cloud remained over the tabernacle for a long time, the Israelites stayed and performed their duty to the Lord. Sometimes the cloud would stay over the tabernacle for only a few days. So the people would stay for only a few days as the Lord commanded. Then at the Lord's command, they would break camp and move on. Sometimes the cloud stayed only overnight and lifted the next morning. But day or night, when the cloud lifted, the people broke camp and moved on. Whether the cloud stayed above the tabernacle for two days, a month, or a year, the people of Israel stayed in camp and did not move on. But as soon as it lifted, they broke camp and moved on. So they camped or traveled at the Lord's command, and they did whatever the Lord told them through Moses. Holy Spirit, please would you speak to us through the reading of your word this morning. And so, so, so so much of the story that we were reading, even in this, that there's lots of what we can see in the story of the children of Israel, how they stayed in step with God. Imagine what this would have been like as they were being led through the wilderness. The thing that directed them in terms of the next step was as they followed this cloud and they followed this pillar of fire, and they watched for it to move. They didn't move unless it moved. They stayed, and every time that it settled, the cloud they would have put up their own tents for their families they would have established the tabernacle as well they would have set it up and then every time the cloud moved again they had to pack up their tents and all their possessions they had to pack up the tabernacle and they had to move forward and for us as as we move forward as we advance and before we look at um, a bit of vision next week and before we press into this series a bit more to be a people who stay in step with the Spirit, just from the story here in, in Numbers chapter 9, there's three things I want to pull out, just that I feel could almost be hindrances for us if we need to, that we need to name and ensure we refuse to let them into our lives, or even if we identify them in our lives, about how we can root them out, and about how we can deal with, deal with those things as well. So hindrances to staying in step, this is just simply three things. And so from Numbers chapter 9, First thing I just want to name this morning and for all of us in terms of where God is leading us and where he desires to take us. From the children of Israel we see that one of the things that can be a hindrance is a lack of expectation. A lack of expectation. The children of Israel lived with this daily expectation that God would move. Imagine what this would have been like right? Is that each morning as they woke up I can imagine that one of the first things they would have done was that they would have peeled back even the entrance to their own tents. They would have gazed over towards the tabernacle to say, has the cloud shifted? Has the cloud moved? There was this daily reality for them. There was this daily expectation that the cloud could move at any time. The cloud could lead them into something Knew. Each of the days, even as they went about their business and they had to get on, because we read in the passage that they had daily duties that they needed to do. It's not as if they were just sitting waiting for this cloud to shift. There was daily responsibilities that they each had. So even as they went about their business, each like we do in our own lives each and every day, they had to live with this reality that it was. they had to have a focus on the present moment. There was stuff that they needed to do with the responsibilities, but they always still had to have their eyes and their focus on, is there anything new that's happening? Is there anything new that's shifting? Is there anything new that's developing? Is the cloud moving? Both were important. It's not as if we just ignore our responsibilities and the things that we need to do in life, but yet yeah, both were important. I don't know about you, but what can so easily happen is that the realities of our everyday lives and the responsibilities and family life with work, and those are the things that take our focus. And it's almost like the focus and the thought of, is God saying something? Is God leading? Is God... It's almost becomes a secondary thing in our minds, and yet for the children of Israel, they had to live with an equal balance of being faithful to what their duties and responsibilities in the present moment, but keeping their eyes. And as the cloud shifting, is there something new? Is there a new moment? Imagine. On so we read, you'll see it in your in your Bibles if you're following along with it. In verse 21, you're told about there's times where it actually it shifted the next day. So that must have been tough, wasn't it? Like so they just they just. Like for anybody who loves like a tidy home, they just set up their tents, got everything set down nicely, all their beds and stuff, got all the tabernacles set. And when they got up the next day, the cloud was shifting. They're like, right, we're going again. You can imagine the feeling that that would have been. And yet one of the things that that would have done, it would have kept it fresh in their mind that they knew that there's moments where it just was, there was something quick that was happening. The new things of God weren't always delayed or something you had to wait for, but there was something that could happen and could happen right and quickly. And yet in verse 22, the opposite was true. They also, I can imagine, when they saw the cloud settling, verse 22, that says that some days it would settle for two days, a month, or a year. Imagine what that must have been like when it was settling for a year and it almost wasn't doing anything. The easiest thing, I don't know about you, but the easiest thing in a moment like that, when the cloud's shifting and not doing something for a year, would be just to settle and get content in your moment, right? Right? Like if the cloud's not doing anything, it's just like you don't have an expectation. You don't need to. It hasn't done anything for the last 364 days. It's probably not going to do it tomorrow. Sometimes in our minds, when it feels like everything's just the same, there's not an expectation for the new. For us, as we stay in step with the Spirit, both collectively, but also individually, what expectation do we have for God to do something new? It's so easy. It's so easy to get comfortable in a season of life no one's comfortable with the season we've just been through, right? But it's so easy to get comfortable in any season of life that not only um, are, and, and for us not to be expectant about what God would be doing, but guess what? And this is one of the things we learned from the opening pages of scriptures. Our God is creator God. Our God is constantly doing and making new things. And as you step into the season of your life, Even as you step into a new day, the question we would have is, do we have an expectation that God is looking to journey with you into the next? Imagine the picture of what that would be like. Do we have this mindset that even as believers, because this is our story, almost like the children of Israel, as we wake each day, what's some of the first thoughts that go through your mind? (laughs) What's some of the first thoughts that go through your mind as you wake, as you lift your head from the pillow? Sometimes it can be the weight of, what am I doing today? What are some of the things and responsibilities? And yet with the children of Israel, one of the things which they more than likely did was that they opened their tents to see, as yes, the cloud moved? Is there anything new that God's doing today? And for us, this is our story. It's not just a 25-year story. This is a thousand, thousands and thousands of years. story. This is our story. For us as we wake each day there needs to be an expectation god could be about to do something new. god could in this day be desiring to do something new. even as you read the word and you unpack the scriptures it's not just reading it for the sake of reading it but it's reading it with fresh eyes god what are you teaching me today how as i apply this to my life what are the new things that you're leading me into how are you leading and you steering me in this way and even as we gather as church After 25 years, I don't know about you, but sometimes it can get really comfortable, it can become familiar. We know the way church should be, and that's probably one of the things for us in this season of advance. We want to open ourselves together that Holy Spirit, yes, we recognize there are key ingredients about what we want to do each week, but Holy Spirit, we want to lead forward with a posture of, and an expectation of, if you desire to do something new here each week, God, we're open for it. We want to be led by you. We want to be a people that are led by you at all times, not just in our lives at home, but even as we gather as well. We want to lead forward with an expectation for all of us. The second thing we see with this, the second hindrance that we see from the the, uh, book of Numbers for the children of Israel possibly was materialism or accumulation. (laughs) Are the words that I could put up for this as well. The children of Israel, while obviously in the desert, they probably didn't have many possessions, right? They didn't take a whole stack of stuff, maybe uh, with them a lot of stuff, and maybe it started just, it wasn't great that they had there. But the thing for them that was really significant was that they needed to leave space and not to accumulate. They needed to leave space and not to accumulate. As to do so would have hindered their ability to move or to respond in a moment. And let me explain what I mean by this as we go on to unpack some of this. I reckon, for example, that this is part of what God was trying to teach them, even in the principle of the manna. It was like as he provided the manna each day and each night. It was like, don't hoard this for yourself because actually there's fresh manna that's going to be provided tomorrow. Be expectant for the fresh move of God the next day. You don't need to hoard or to accumulate for yourself. And sometimes with the things that we have, this is what Phil was talking about last last week, with ownership and stewardship. Sometimes when we think the stuff that we have, it's ours, it's mine. And so sometimes when we sense that God's leading us into something new, it leaves us with a significant question in our minds. One of the things that so easily derails us again then is how we accumulate and fell our lives. So for example, in the parable of the sower in Mark's gospel, where Jesus talks about the seed that fell amongst thorns, Mark chapter four, we read this. He says, But all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things. So no fruit is produced. The worries of this life, the lure of wealth, the things almost around possessions, the things that society will tell us is important, the things that even in our minds and the narratives that we think that if I could just have that, my life would be comfortable, if I could just get this, this, and this. Worries of this life, desire for other things mean that even sometimes when we sense God leading us into new, it means that we're left with a difficult choice. And this is the choice that faces all of us. If God calls us and leads us into something new, it's almost this question do I really want to sacrifice that to step into the new thing of God? Do I really want to sacrifice this to step into the new thing of God? Like that's what happened with, you know, the rich young ruler who had obeyed all the law and he says, Rabbi, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, we'll fulfill all. He says, I've done all these things. And he says, but there's one thing you lack. He says, sell all that you have and give to the poor. It's like all the stuff they'd accumulate. And listen, this is not all to do with Riches, by the way, and wealth is not whatsoever. But this thing—it was almost—he held it so tightly in his life that it didn't have the space for him to allow him to shift into the new thing of God. And Jesus said, "This is the one thing that you lack." Like. Even in our lives, it's not even just to do with the stuff we've accumulated, but even how you fill your diary, how you fill your time—it's almost like our lives are. What's the what's the phrase when people ask how you do? And what's the one thing we always say? I'm busy, (laughs) I'm busy, yeah, I'm good, I'm busy. And it's just like, this is just something that we just, we become, it's okay with, that our lives are just filled and filled and filled and there's no space and there's no margins, there's no room for the spirit to breathe and to move in this new season and the things that are important. And just one exercise, i would just love to just encourage you all to do before just going to the last point and then Amber's gonna come up and we're gonna worship and pray. And for all of us to feel that even before we even start talking and opening the letter around vision, Some of the things for us to go into for us individually in our lives. I don't know if any of you have read any of John Mark Comer's books, and Sabbath or Ruthless Elimination of Hurry and different things like this. I'd listened to one of his podcasts as well, and a few years ago, and he 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 talked about this. uh, It's just a simple exercise. Now I'll be honest, I've only done this once or twice, but I just feel actually this is a challenge. I'm putting to myself and to all of us would be a great thing for us as we start into this new season. And this is something for you individually, but for you even together as a family to maybe consider. You know the essence of what your life looks like. You know what you do on a daily basis and you do on a weekly basis. And yet one of the things as a, as a principle for us to practice in this moment would be that as we write down even, so write down an individual bits of paper or post-it notes, all the different things that you do, so work, gym, sports, kids after school and all these individual things and we put them down on the table and this is this is what we do we lay it all on the table we lay it all on the table and we said to God in this moment God this is yours and in this moment this is the principle for us in terms of what it is to stay in step just even with our diary and the principle of these ways is that what we're asking God is as we wait before the Holy Spirit, Spirit what are you asking me in this season to pick up these are all the things. These are what I think are all the key components that just seems to fill my life on a weekly and daily basis. Here they all, are, lay them all on the table. Now, Holy Spirit, what are you asking me to pick up? What are you asking me in this season to live out? This is what it means to stay in step with the Spirit because you see, sometimes when we don't think with these mindsets, we just keep on doing things because we've always done them. And instead of sometimes streaming or streamlining our diaries, then we fill more stuff in as new things come upon it. What is the Spirit saying to us? Actually, it's a key thing for you in this season. It's laying it all on the table. and It's asking, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to pick up? What are the things that you're leading me into? What are some of the things that it almost feels like the cloud has lifted and has shifted and it's no longer on and you're leading me into something else? Because that's what it means to be a people that aren't just... In love with the Spirit, but as Paul would say to the church in Galatia, what it is to stay in step with the Spirit. you see how practical it can be in terms of our faith? The final thing in terms of a hindrance for this. So lack of expectation, materialism, accumulation, and then finally just really simply just lack of desire. Just one thing in this and then Amber's going to come. Ultimately what led the children of Israel through the wilderness was a desire to follow the presence. There were moments... We know in their story and their history where they got it completely wrong, but ultimately what enabled them to be guided and directed was an ability and a desire to stay in step. Look, I don't have it on the screen. If you have the Bibles open again, go look at verse 23 again of that passage in Numbers. It says this, So they camped or traveled at the Lord's, Lord's command, and they did whatever the Lord told them. There was such a desire within them to follow, even when it probably was just getting a bit tedious, all this journey and through the wilderness and all the different things and the narratives would have gone through their mind there was a desire within them that they wanted to follow the cloud would still move but it required a people who were willing to follow and listen this is why it's important that we recognize this as part of our story because here's the truth of it the cloud hasn't stopped moving the cloud has never stopped moving Just because we feel like that part of the story has finished, the cloud hasn't stopped. There are moments in our lives, individually and for us, when God's presence is moving and is leading and is directing. The cloud hasn't stopped moving. And as a people, perhaps, instead of sensing like the cloud has stopped, maybe the desire just isn't there to follow. We use those words, eyes to see, ears to hear. And more than ever, we need to be a people that follow it. And perhaps in your life, as we're saying, desires for other things cause you to stop moving and how we fill our lives, our time, and so many other things that we don't leave space to hear what the Spirit is saying. And this is why the strap line for the whole series is just simply these words of Jesus in Matthew 6. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. If you want to lead forward, if you want to move forward, if you want to advance, seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything that you need. Amber's going to come and we're going to just sing a song as a response this morning. And, and I recognize that even as we do this, you know, it's really easy to sing a song. But it is my encouragement to you this week. But even today, as you go home, is that in a sense of an a posture of God, we want to live with expectation. We want to live a life of simplicity, a life that's not cluttered with things and... Our diaries cluttered. We want to leave space for you, Holy Spirit, and God. We want to live out of a desire for you, and that. So Amber's going to lead us in the song "Jesus, All for Jesus." And while it's it's an amazing song to be able to sing in a moment like this, is that this would be the song that leads us into this week. It's Jesus, all for Jesus. We're going to pray that just that there would be an expectation for us each day as we wake, almost of a opening the tents each day of our lives to see what does the Spirit do. What is the presence doing? Where is God leading us? going So I'd love you if you could stand with me. We're going to just sing the song. you all know it. And then you're going to come up and pray for us. And we'll close off our service. Jesus, this is all for you. We love you. God, thank you that you constantly want to lead us as your people. So God, even with the response of this song, we just want to say, Jesus, our desire and our heart is for you. This is all for you, Jesus. So come, Lord, take us worship, we pray. She So as we, as we lead forward with this, uh, again, advanced mindset. Um, firstly, just to say, we want to say this each week, uh, in terms of the journey with the Lord, if you're in the room and you've never begun a relationship with God, you've never begun in that first moment, of even the, the beginning moment of journey with Jesus, we would love to talk with you. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, if you're watching online, we would love to journey with you. We're in no rush away. We would love to just have a conversation with you and introduce you to the one who can change your life and restore hope to you, and restore joy to you. And yet for all of us in the room this morning, this as we desire to stay in step with what God is doing. For all that has gone before and even the frustrations over the last 18 months, there is new things that God has for us all, amen. And for us as we lead forward, let's be expecting forward. And so God, we just want to just open ourselves completely to the worship the God that we've sung. God, we want to just say it's all for you, Jesus. God, I just pray this week that we would have a fresh expectation, God, Lord, for you to move in fresh ways in our lives individually. God, I pray that as we wake, God, I pray, Lord, that each day, Lord, there would be almost a moving, God, and a pulling aside, God, of the tent covers to be able to see and to peer and to question, Holy Spirit, as we invite you, that we would just see and experience you in fresh ways, that we would hear you move. And God, that we would have the faith to respond to it. And God, I just pray, Lord, that even in our lives, I pray that you would help us, God, even in this season, to know that what are some of the things that we need to lay down? What are some of the things that you're asking us to pick up? God, what are some of the things, God, that helps us to fulfill our desire for you, King Jesus? Help us to stay in step with you, Lord. We love you. We say that this is all for the glory of your name, Jesus. And in your name alone we pray at all. Amen.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.